Well, right now, I'm in a semi-secluded room above Oxford Street. It's raining outside. It's a bit film noir, and I'm with a, a lady who's dressed film noirish. In fact, describe what you're wearing before you tell us who you are. Um, I'm just sort of wearing a long, below-the-knee skirt. I call them my Minnie Mouse shoes with little bows on them and a little fur stole. Now, what sort of person would be wearing that, dear listener? Would that be someone who'd be the penthouse pet of the month and someone who's worked in the industry around Sydney, uh, pole dancing and doing all sorts of exotic dancing? That would be Susie Q. Welcome. Thank you so much, Maynard. Actually, because people would have a bit of an idea that you would, like, get around in your wild, racy outfits all the time, or can you hardly wait to get home and put your flannel pyjamas on after a show? It's all about the jammies and the big underpants and the fluffy slippers when I'm not at work, I'm afraid. People think it's all very exciting, but no, no, I like, I'm into, like, making forts out of my doona and just hanging out in there. <laughs> so you enjoy doona picnic as well? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you would have to have cable in the bedroom then because you can't have a really good picnic unless you've got cable in the bedroom. I read, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm a big nerd. <laughs> oh, nothing wrong with that. I mean, what are you reading at the moment? Um, I, try to, I try to read one sort of fast food book, which I'm reading, um, Sugar Babe, and then I try to read something sensible, so I'm also reading The, the Portrait of Dorian Gray. How did someone who was into the, the Portrait of Dorian Gray get into what you do? And is it correct to, just to, to describe you as an exotic dancer? What do we exactly call you? Yeah, I don't know. I know some girls get a little bit up in arms about being called a stripper or whatever. Mm. I, don't, I don't mind. I think that that sort of all encompasses what I do. I do many different things. So I, I, don't, I certainly don't take offence to stripper. I mean, that, that's what I'm doing, essentially. <laughs> I'm stripping off my clothes. How did you get into this industry? I mean, obviously, you're very attractive and you thought, hey, if I take off my clothes, people won't want to look. But how did you decide that the way you took off your clothes is something you could earn a living from? It was just something I really wanted to try. I was very young when I, I think I went for my interview when I was still 17 and then started work when I was 18, just sort of table dancing and sort of got into it that way. But no, I mean, I've done other things. I did very well in my HSC. I got 95. I went to university. I did all those right things. But this is just the career that I've chosen because it's what I really like to do. Now, do you find that you have to drop in the fact of your marks and your uh, obvious intelligence because people immediately mark you down as someone who probably left in year seven? Yeah, there, there is that assumption often um, about my sexuality or like my freedom with my sexuality, my intelligence, my, my drug habits, my, also all these assumptions that go with it. So um, I do try to get that out early in a conversation. You must meet a lot of creepy people, male and female. <laughs> so well, what is your way of dealing with creepy people? Because you, you, the penthouse of the month of the other month and you know if, if you are somewhere people have you been recognized um yeah i do get recognized occasionally um but the way the best way to deal with creepy people is when they're sort of talking to you you sort of shut out what they're saying and just play this the circus music in your head just that like so that way you're smiling at what they're saying and you're just sort of hearing that tune in your head. Ah, a little bit like Homer Simpson who has Spanish, yeah. Spanish flea going, is he? That is an interesting way to get through now. You've done many gigs. What is an example of a, a typical gig for you? Oh, anything. Um, I just got back from a tour of London and Paris. Um, I was in Paris again. It just sort of mixes it up. In Paris, I was working in a strip club, so doing feature shows in just a regular table dancing club. Then through London, I was doing sort of shows at events like pole shows. And um, I was also training in um, Aerial Hoop because there's a good circus school over there. Speaking of assumptions, a lot of people draw a direct line between exotic dancer and prostitute. Now, there was nothing wrong with prostitution. We are all prostitutes in our own way, people listening. We all are in our own way, in our various ways.
days. Uh, just think how you feel like going to work on a Monday morning, hey? Mm-hmm. What is the injury you usually carry around with you? You go, Susie Q, you, you bump into her and you go, oh, my mm, is sore. Uh, my shoulders. I've torn both my rotator cuffs. So, um, yeah, I get some pretty hefty sort of physio and sports massage and that kind of thing on them every week. Is that from having to pull yourself up poles and various things like that? Yes, pretty much. Um, also, I think technically it's from like on a Saturday night, I can do sort of five or six shows and I'm sort of driving between each one, jumping out and getting straight on stage. So you don't have a lot of time to warm up properly. You must be like making uh, hay while the sun shines, particularly as Penthouse Pet of the Month. You can probably command a bit more and do a few more shows. So um, are you pushing yourself a little bit too much lately? I've actually just opened um, my own pole dancing school in Parramatta and that that with the teaching in addition to all the shows I do is, is a bit hectic on my body but it's good yeah, fun yeah. I love it all I've got to do it now I can't do this forever <laughs> I, I can hear your rotator cuffs going out <laughs> when people come to you and they know your reputation for working on the scene and, and as a model and that sort of thing what do most people want out of going to a pole dancing school it can't be something I could imagine myself doing oh just exercise it's really very much non-industry girls it's just girls who want something a little bit different in their exercise regime or who don't you know are a little bit intimidated by the gym don't want to go to the gym and um, yeah, pole's great because you don't really notice you're exercising. You're kind of too busy having fun or trying to learn a new move or that kind of thing. So it's a great workout. We're chatting here with uh, Susie Q, who's been an exotic dancer and a stripper on the scene in Sydney since what year? What was your first gig? Can you remember it? Since 2000, and my first gig, I think, was just at a strip club in the cross. And, <laughs> was... and how nervous were you, and what was the first song you used as the music? I so can't remember. I wasn't nervous at all. I just got talking to some nice guys and just had a really good time. And then I got a migraine and threw up and went home and I went home panicked that I was like allergic to strip clubs or something. I have the same feeling as well. Look, look, I mean, there's strip clubs and there's strip clubs. What is a gig you've done where you thought, oh, this will be easy, money for old rope or money for old pole, whatever you call it in your business, and it's turned out to be hell? Just some of the ones where people don't understand what your requirements are in terms of a pole uh, so overseas in places like Indonesia I remember one it was literally a piece of scaffolding kind of screwed into the stage and it was kind of on an angle and they were like you can't spin anti-clockwise only clockwise or it would unscrew out. yes <laughs> so yeah usually it's just sort of equipment things you just got to kind of work with and what's been perhaps the best gig you've ever done I mean have you ever actually done like this show and some sheiks turned up and offered you like all this money to go away on a boat with him or anything like that? I mean, because we imagine that that is the life of Susie Q. No, I wish. <laughs> if there's any, if there's any sheiks listening, oh, I'm yeah, so they'll, they'll listen to, to my show. Yeah, yeah, I'm so open to the boat thing. <laughs> no, I just had some amazing opportunities and experiences. Like I've been able to perform at the MTV Awards and then just travelling. I've just got back from Europe, about to go over again at the end of the year. So it's been really fun. You get to travel around a lot. And how many years do you think you can do this for? Because you mentioned your rotator cuffs are taking it. Like anyone who works in the adult industry. There's a certain toll on the psyche for doing it. Do you think there's as much in your industry as there is for other areas? Oh, definitely. Um, I'm really careful. Again, like um, I'm really careful to only take jobs that I enjoy. So I don't do certain things in the industry anymore because I just wasn't having fun anymore and it's not worth pushing yourself and doing something that you hate Uh, I really want to enjoy my job and that's why I've chosen this career is because I love it the bits that I don't enjoy I just stop doing and then find new things that I can do another thing is is, is your safety because there's creepy people and you know there's an adult world there and there's dark alleys and stuff and that do you you ever worry a little bit that you could could have a stalker I've had some people who who haven't quite understood 
understood the line between fantasy and reality, but I've never had an actual problem. I'm, I'm always very careful. I'll get, you know, a security guard to walk me to my car after a show or something like that. Um, but again, the places that I choose to work in are usually fairly safe. So. With the, the penthouse pet shoot that you did, what's it like for those of us like myself that have never actually been on a penthouse pet shoot? It's a complete fantasy thing they're selling, as in a lot of things in the adult world, but, but you know, was it one of the lesser experiences? Um, my penthouse shoot was actually two shoots. We ended up having to do two um, with two separate photographers and that just kind of drove home to me the importance of getting on with your photographer. One of my photographers, it was new, I hadn't worked with him before and he he was very professional but not very, I don't know, like a little bit harsh in his sort of manner with me kind of thing. Um, and the other guy, the, my second shoot where we had to redo some of the stuff, um, I had a ball because I've worked with him before and I get on with him so well. So I just think, it, like in anything, it just depends on the people that you're around that you're working with but yeah I'd do it again in a second it was really good fun I'm hoping to do some more modeling so you don't fit the profile of the typical penthouse pet in many ways like yeah sure you're good looking and you can pose like uh, like all get out like I just took a photo of you a moment ago and you, you you just know which side looks good and how to do the photo after all these years in it but you're not like the normal girl that they have in there I know well, well, for a start you're not blonde <laughs> And I have real boobs. Um, no, and I, I won Miss Nude Australia last year as well, so um, I'm still very shocked. <laughs> how do they do that? Do they sort of look in while you're having a shower or something? How does this, how does this happen? That's actually, um, it's a huge exotic dance pageant. It's um, the top two from each state. So I won in New South Wales. Um, so the top two from each state go down to Adelaide and you compete for a week. Every night you do um, evening wear parade, swimwear parade, a nude parade and a 15-minute show. And so 14 girls go down and then sort of get knocked out through the week until all of you compete on the Friday when you're kind of tired um, and yeah so out of those like four rounds you're sort of judged on your facial beauty physical beauty talent beauty queen image okay. Okay. so now we're immediately getting into the area of being judged so you are one happy with being judged to confident with that how do you get the confidence to walk on stage and go hey I'm the best looking naked person in Australia fuck off everyone else how do you do that I don't think that at all how do you do it <laughs> You've just got to know that with any competition, all it is is no matter how many judges there are, there can be like five or ten. You're, it's essentially just five people's opinion of you on one night. Like I've done lots of competitions before. The first time I entered Miss Nude Australia, I didn't even make it to the final in Adelaide. Okay. And so what's the biggest thing that's happened to you in a competition? Have you tripped over? Has is like, is the G-string snapped? Have you had a clothing malfunction? Um, I've had many clothing malfunctions over the years. I've had G-strings caught in my hair. I've had <laughs> costumes caught on other people and get ripped off when they're not supposed to gosh yes anything that can go wrong sort of will go wrong <laughs> now you, there's also different laws in australia as to what bits you can show the act is different from adelaide which is different from new south wales uh, do you ever forget <laughs> like, I, I, hang on which would state on me and i can't show my i can't show my special purpose here I did that once for a show for Hardcore Heaven. They were like, it's topless. Just remember it's topless, right? And I got on stage and took everything off because it's kind of like in it and that's what I do and that kind of thing. And like I looked around and saw leather-clad people and that usually implies nudity. So, so yes, I made a terrible mistake. But, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to remember these things. Getting out and seeing the seedier side of life, does this turn you into a homebody? I mean, what, what do you date or go out or you just keep yourself? I mean, are you very wary about what people you let into your life? Um, 
obviously I've only got a few people that are very close to me and know me very well. When I'm at work, I'll socialise, that kind of thing. But if I have a night off, it's definitely more of a DVD at home situation because people are like, let's go out, we'll go to a club, we'll dance, we'll drink. And I'm like, oh, it's work. That sounds a little bit like a working night. Yeah. So what would be a DVD you'd put on? Would you put, uh, <laughs> would you put uh, maybe uh, some Demi Moore on uh, <laughs> in her stripper movie or, or perhaps Showgirls? Uh, the pool scene from Showgirls is the best film in any movie ever. I do love I have that movie at home on DVD. She turns a pool into a washing machine. <laughs> She's fantastic. So <laughs> what is the movie that strippers watch to get their ideas? Is there one? Oh, probably what, like you said, striptease oh, or showgirls. Okay. Or, or dancing at the Blue Iguana. Oh, okay. That's about it. I, I thought, thought there might have been a bit more of an obscure one there, but uh, don't you love how in every 70s cop show they always find an excuse to go to a strip club? To and, and what do you think of the dancing that goes on in the background of those 70s cop shows? It's, it's not the dancing. It's more the height of the G-string. They're kind of like up around their armpits it's full on <laughs> you've got to uh, work here tonight at slide nightclub where we are what are you doing tonight you're doing a bit of hoop work aerial hoop so it's essentially a, a steel hula hoop that hangs from the ceiling that you can do acrobatics in but um tonight's el circo so we actually have like an act between each course and it's an eight course meal so i'll actually do a pole show my lira show and i also do a shadow show with another guy oh, can you do the rabbit with the shadow <laughs> that's why i tried to do that we're meant to be adam and eve and i'm meant to be the snake and i did like the snake hand thing but he wouldn't let me so you are certainly a unique performer how many years do you expect to be doing this I mean I know it's very hard to look into the future there I mean you've got your university degree which is in what microbiology which would be handy in this well Tara Patrick has a degree in microbiology what do you got Uh, communications PR so it relates it's it's kind of relevant look I don't meet many people that don't like you (laughs) thank you can I can essentially do this for another 10 years but I need to really be looking at what I'm going to do after that over the next five years or so so that I have you know an exit strategy is the pole the pole dancing club part? I mean, pole dancing lessons part of it, teaching people this sort of thing. I mean, it sounds like the kind of thing that could go for a few years at least. Yeah, having my own studio is great. Now I love running my own businesses and doing that kind of thing. Um, I have a couple of properties in Sydney, and yeah, just I've been sensible with what I've earned. So it sounds like you got your head screwed on correctly. <laughs> Thank you. One last question: the interviews they do in the Penthouse magazine, where they where they pretty much say. You got the you got the feeling that the girl's actually not in the same room as the person writing the interview at the time. Is it about as realistic as the letters section? I was so worried. I um I was so worried because I did I used my interview as a little bit of a soapbox about girls in the industry and oh, the misconceptions yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. And oh. then I'm like, I bet you this gets edited down to I like sex or something. And, yeah. They they have taken the lighter section of my interview, but they are my answers. I did actually write that. Okay. <laughs> and what's your favourite photo in the magazine? In that is there one you particularly like in that particular can I use the word spread <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That's what that people are like. Why do you do that? I'm like for the exposure, so to speak. <laughs> like, um, probably my cover shot. So I guess the favourite thing that you really like wearing is flannelette pajamas. Yes. <laughs> Susie Q, good luck with uh, you know. You never know. You might be penthouse pet of the year. I don't know. The fact you're not blonde, you know, you never know. You might squeak through there. People to go and vote for me. AustralianPenthouse.com.au. Make it happen, people. Yeah, it could be the year of the redhead. <laughs> I hope so. 